You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Score! Ray Bork the power play goal. First goal of the season. And Ray Bork has now scored more goals than any defenseman in the history of the National Hockey League. Welcome back to BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM with the Joes and Aaron Hawksworth on the BetQL Network. Welcome back. BetQL Daily right here on the BetQL Network, presented as always by BetMGM. Joe O, Joe G, Aaron Hawksworth with you on a Tuesday. The call there, back in the day, Ray Bork, who of course uh, making one of those ceremonial first wagers in Massachusetts today as sports betting is live there joining us. Right now on the ByThePhoenix.com guest line, Sam Panianovic, Nested Sports betting host, Fox Sports, Chicken Dinner Pod. He's on the guest line, the Phoenix at Revolutionary Technology, helping men all across America get back to their best in the bedroom. Visit ByThePhoenix.com to learn more. So, Sammy, sports betting is live in Massachusetts. Set the scene for us as you're at a uh, sports book in Boston right now. Well, first and foremost, Joe, yes, big day in Massachusetts. But I can't believe that, like, did dust come off that audio when you guys cut that this morning, that goal of Ray Borg? That's <laughs> outstanding. That's, oh, my goodness. That just took me back to hockey on ESPN back in the day. Um, yeah, I mean, we're live here in three locations. Uh, as you know, MGM in Springfield. I'm at the Encore Boston Harbor, and then they're also live at Plain Ridge Park um, in Plainsville. It's, uh, it's exciting, and it went live at 10 o'clock. They made the ceremonial first bets. Unfortunately, the, uh, the casual fan didn't get the chance to make a bet until about 1040 because all the politicians and former athletes had to make their pops. Like Johnny Damon's here, Cedric Maxwell's here, Sean Thornton, former Bruin, is here. They're all making their bets that probably won't win. Right. But, uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, the kiosks are up. There's 120 kiosks at this current location. I was able to pepper them for a couple of bets, and I know Ostrowski will love this. On the first day of legalized betting in Massachusetts, I bet against Northwestern. <laughs> oh, you can actually bet uh, against Northwestern. I can't even do that here illegally. All right, I feel better now. Johnny Damon's there, Cedric Maxwell. I just, you know, thought a former Patriot, former Red Sox player should be out there. for. Uh, but, yeah, we, we all go through that in every state. They get the former athlete out there, t- take the pictures, whatever, get it out there publicly. All right, uh, take us into uh, – into the law a little bit. I know you guys have to wait on mobile. They always put it around some big sporting event, so it seems like they're going to launch mobile around March Madness. But uh, what's the biggest complaint? There, there's always something the lawmakers get wrong. What what are they going to have to fix down the road? I think eventually you have to let us bet on teams like Boston College and UMass and Harvard. I know those aren't like the most appetizing programs to bet on, but I still – like, I, I don't think that I shouldn't be able to make a wager on them. Like, I think there's just this, this haze mm-hmm. over what happened with Henry Hill and Boston College back in the day and all the point shaving. I think that's sort of in the minds yeah. of a lot of the older politicians. But I think the big 
lesson that Nevada taught me when I lived there is that if we regulate it, we stop the shady stuff. I mean, talk to Chris Andrews or Tony Miller or Jay Cornegay. Like they say, being able to bet on UNLV keeps everything above board because if, if my casino gets a, a $20,000 bet against UNLV, it goes up the food chain, right? It goes to mass gaming. It goes to Nevada gaming, whatever state you're in. If you, regu- if you regulate and monitor legalized betting on these teams, it prevents the shady stuff from happening. When you get the point shaving is when I can't walk into the sports book, bet on Boston College, and then I have to go to a bookie, and like that's when it gets shady because bookies don't mm-hmm. report their action. Obviously, they're illegal. I think that's the, that's the next roadblock is clearing this. Remember, it happened in Illinois, where we're from. You couldn't bet on Illinois. You couldn't bet on Loyola. Couldn't bet on Northwestern. And then not only did they see all the dollars that were leaving the state to go to Iowa and Indiana to bet on these teams, but they realized that they were able to track it and trend it. And if anything shady was going on, they have all the data. That's that's just it's something you learn over time as a sports book and as a state. Sammy, thank you so much for joining us. Looking ahead to the Super Bowl, we've got the Chiefs plus two at BetMGM. We just had Jason Scott, the VP of trading on, and he was saying, you know, once the videos of Pat Mahomes come out, we see him practicing, that this might be the best number that you get on the Chiefs. Where are you at? Do you think the Chiefs will be healthy enough to beat the Eagles? I think they will, Hawk. I, you know, I I go back to what happened last week when on Monday, you know, a day after um, the divisional round, we saw the Bengals as a two-point favorite, two-and-a-half-point favorite against Kansas City, and I thought that number just isn't right, and that number probably won't last. And then by Wednesday, Thursday, the Chiefs swing to the favorite. They close two, two-and-a-half. So I just I don't envision a world where the Chiefs close two, two-and-a-half in the Super Bowl. That just doesn't make sense to me. The Eagles have looked damn good, as we've all watched. Uh, they have dominated two teams that are eh, kind of whatever. I mean, they I mean they beat Daniel Jones and Josh Johnson. That's not really that impressive. But the wise guys were, were willing to lay pick them and, and lay one. That being said, eventually the ceiling will come the other way. You know, there's going to be a sharp group or two that's going to hit the Chiefs, not only plus two, but they're going to bet Chiefs money line because Mahomes with that plus sign in front of his name is just very, very scary. And, you know, Mm-hmm. He sort of overrules a lot of their deficiencies. I know they don't have a lot of speed on the outside. They had some receivers that were injured in the AFC title game, but he's still the best player in football. He might not win the MVP, but he's the most dangerous player in the league. And I have a feeling at some point there will be respected play, not only on Chiefs plus two, but Chiefs money line. I've only made one bet to answer your question shortly and sweetly. I bet Hassan Reddick to win MVP at 50-1. to one. He was the best player in the NFC Championship. He literally dominated on defense. And if he does that against Kansas City, it's going to be hard for the voters to not look at Hassan Reddick. I think that 50-1 to number is too high. Sam, what's your thought on the total? 49-and-a-half right now. Um, You know, both defenses, the Eagles defense has been outrageously good, but it's Patrick Mahomes on the other side. Chiefs defense better last six or seven weeks they were all year. But it's, it's hard for me not to look at two teams that average, you know, close to 30 points a game. And I think combined they had about eight or nine games where they didn't get to the mid-20s. I mean, these teams score. It's hard for me to imagine we're not going to get some points in this game. What, what do you th- what's your first on the total? Well, I'm naturally uh, an under guy. You know, I, I go under before I go over. But if this makes any sense, let me spit this at you. I feel like the Eagles haven't shown us anything yet in this postseason. And when I say that, I mean, like, 
from a passing standpoint. Like, yeah, they had the opening drive against the Giants when they, they hit the deep ball to Devontae Smith, but, but really if you look at what Philly's done in this postseason, they've jumped ahead early and just ran the ball for like six of the eight quarters. Like they haven't showed us any diversity because they haven't had to because they've been up huge in these games. I have a feeling that the Eagles are going to be taking more shots in this game because Kansas City is going to score. Now, are they both going to score in the 30s? I, I don't know that I'm there, but you know, 27-24 feels very possible, and that's over the number, obviously. That's 51. So I, I lean over because I think we see more passing from the Eagles because they're going to have to pass. They're not going to be up 21-7 to or 28-7 to in this game, I don't think, because – You know, Mahomes is going to push the tempo. You have two very good quarterbacks that can make plays with their arm and their legs. And I think the skill and speed of the Eagles on the passing side of things is going to be unleashed because Sirianni is going to have to throw the ball, and they're going to take shots to A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith, and the like. So I do lean over because I do think that Kansas City will push Philly like Philly hasn't been pushed in some time. It's only a kick. A jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Sammy, a uh, Super Bowl prop that we've bet in recent seasons, opening kickoff to be a touchback Yes or no. And it feels like the price is coming back to us a little bit. Yes, minus 190. No, plus 160. Uh, what do you think about that price? So no touchback is plus 160? Correct. Yeah, I, I lean that way. I mean, you know, we've talked about this for years now. I remember when no touchback used to be like 3-1. to one, And then in the Super Bowl for the Bucks and Chiefs, it was plus 230. And I remember listening to McAfee. He was talking about it on his show. He's like, that that ball that they kick, it comes right out of the box, and the kicker doesn't really get a chance to even mess with it. Like, you don't get to kick it. You can't throw it against a brick wall. Like, it is, it is like kicking a brick, as McAfee said. So knowing all that, that the ball comes right out of the box and goes right to the Hall of Fame in Canton, you have to think that it, it favors no touchback. Now that we have the math back on our side, too, I think plus 160 is fair because, remember, last year it basically went off about a pick I think it was minus 110 mm-hmm. each way. Elliott doesn't have the biggest leg in the world in terms of power, and uh, Butker was the guy who kicked it two years ago, and it went three yards deep. It was taken out. So if that's the case, if it's Elliott Butker with a, with a hard football, um, I'm inclined to think that this thing comes out for a return. But uh, it's the price that speaks to me. You know, plus 160 is definitely – that's enticing for sure. Yeah. What about the anytime touchdown market? Uh, any interest there for you or where might you be looking? Yeah, I think Mahomes is worth a gander, Hawk. I, I think, you know, when you get to this stage, unfortunately, a lot of these books, they price these guys out like 
Jalen Hurts is probably going to be like minus 110 to score a touchdown by kickoff, and that sucks because that's not a bet I want to make. We know they're going to price Sanders. You know, they're going to put him down the page. They're going to put Kelsey. Kelsey's going to be minus 150. So those aren't fun. I, I think, you know, when you look at Philly, you have to talk about Boston Scott. He's just a touchdown machine inside the five. But even that guy, you know, he was 8-1 to one earlier this season. He's going to be like 4-1. to one. So I think if, if you look at a guy, maybe the last great stand from a price standpoint is going to be Pat Mahomes. I think we've seen that the reports on his ankle were not as severe as, as were initially thought. So, yeah, if Mahomes gets the ball inside the five, there's a chance that he boogies about the cabin and maybe crosses the goal line. But it's not really a market I like too much because – People know that you bet these heavy players, these, these big-name players, and they just they take away all the value. So maybe Mahomes, but there's nothing I really like for any time touchdown. Sammy, just to circle back to the, uh, the launch of Sports Betting Massachusetts where you, where you do your show on Nesson, uh, give us a feel. Give, give me your, your guess on the market that you're in. and You know it a little bit now. You've been there a while uh, in terms of the fervor for, for sports betting. We just had Jason Scott on for BetMGM. Um, saying that Ohio could become number one soon, near the top soon. Uh, it's been very popular already. What are you expecting out of the out of the Massachusetts market in terms of the volume of betting and, and how much people are going to jump on this? Well, I was talking to one of the presidents of one of the books that launched today, actually, about an hour ago on the phone, and he made his over-under today on handle at $3.5 million. That's, I think that's a little high, but it's not – unattainable, if you will. Um, look, let's, let's fast forward to the end of 23. I think that's the conversation we want to have. When you think about the mm-hmm. big players in this country, we know it's Nevada, we know it's New York, New Jersey, but I think there's a very real possibility that it's a combination of either Illinois, Massachusetts, Illinois, Ohio, or Massachusetts, Ohio. These fans in the Boston area specifically are insane. They love their teams, but they also hate their teams. And they also like to bet. Like, it's, like, I go to a Red Sox game, the whole section has action. I'm like, well, we're not even legal yet. And they all have bets because they all have bookies. So I think Mass has the potential to be a top five state in handle for 23. Ohio definitely in the conversation as well. But, yeah, I mean, we also yep. think about this, Joe. You still don't have Florida, California, and Texas. Those states are going to change the game as well. But, yeah, Mass and Ohio definitely have a path to be top five states in this country. No doubt about it. Feels like yesterday we were talking about, oh, once we get to 20, once we get to half the country at 25, now we're at 33 states. And you're right. We were just, uh, Jay Scott was telling us, he's like, Ohio is off to such a fast start. They might jump Illinois and be third in the monthly handle. And now you add this monster, uh, Massachusetts. going to be interesting. So I was reading a little bit about, about the, uh, the details there with the law that was passed. And the tax rate for the sports books, if you do in-person betting, it's 15%. If you do mobile betting, it's 20%. I haven't seen that before in some of these other states that have, have passed sports betting. It, do you think or have you heard uh, that that could change some of the juice for mobile bettors versus in-person bettors, or will it all be the same? No, I don't think it's going to affect the consumer. I think it comes out of the bottom line of the sports books, which, again, they're not too happy about. But at the end of the day, what's 5% if you could take millions of dollars a month? You know, I mean, it's just it's the way it goes. You know, it happened in Illinois. Everybody had to get their back scratched. Same thing here. It, it is what it is, but it doesn't affect the consumer. And, and from what I can gather, 
um, it, it's not going to make the juice like minus 118 each way. Like it, it won't affect mm-hmm. the player. It will affect the bottom line of the sports books. So it, it doesn't like it doesn't really change anything for the average person. I also I want to go back to your Ohio comment real quick. You know that you yep. can like walk into the Kroger and fire bets at the grocery store in Ohio. Like there are yes. guys on Sunday that go to the grocery store like five freaking times. You know, I forgot the milk, and they go back and they're firing bets at the Kroger. Like that's how popular it is. They have the kiosks at grocery stores, at gas stations, and I think they have them at bars and restaurants. So yeah, the, the accessibility in Ohio is through the roof. I mean, you could bet on, you could live bet at the Kroger on NFL Sunday. What a what a world we live in. That's enormous. I did that, not that. know that. I feel like more states should do that. That's incredible. Really quick, I want to ask you, Sammy P, what's one of your favorite prop bets to bet on the Super Bowl? Like Gatorade, Anthem, what's your favorite? Yeah, I do love I do love the Gatorade. Unfortunately, I have a problem. But I've been doing my research and my very educated <laughs> research. The Eagles have dumped yellow Gatorade three times this year. And we remember Kansas City dumped orange Gatorade in the Super Bowl a couple years ago when they beat San Francisco. So if I can bet orange at like three to one and yellow at five to one, I'm basically free rolling, right? I, I think I might do that this year. I might I might be the guy that changes the game and rather than bet on each team to win, I'll just bet on both Gatorade colors. I'm gonna go orange and yellow until further notice and see what happens. <laughs> it seems like a good idea to me. Sammy, we appreciate it. Have a good day out there. Sammy Panionovich. On the buythephoenix.com guest line, the Phoenix A Revolutionary Technology, helping men all across America get back to their best in the bedroom. Visit buythephoenix.com to learn more. Next, we'll chat with Jason Lockett for our Odyssey NFL Insider on the BetQL Network. We'll be right back with BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM on the BetQL Network.